0: Happy New Year, everyone, and thank you for tuning in. My name is Nyla, and this is Greener Thoughts. It's the podcast about environmental news, commentary, environmental facts, proactive ways you can protect our planet, and more. This podcast episode is all about a different kind of storm the connection between La Nina and diarrhea cases. Greener Thoughts is produced every Sunday and Thursday. I would love for you to favorite, review, and also share Greener Thoughts. All of these things will help Greener Thoughts grow. You can reach out and contact Greener Thoughts by sending a voice message to anchor.fm forward slash podcast forward slash message or send me an email to Green Dots Podcast at Gmail.com. All right, everyone. So I have just one special episode announcement, and it's about um, the New Year's resolutions, but specifically. Um, The first day of the year is green New Year's resolutions. So this is the day when you can embark on getting into the green spirits of things and uh, greening up your New Year's resolutions. Uh, whether that means uh, eating more uh, local food or recycling more, things of that sort. Uh, There's always something new to do and how to green your uh, lifestyle. That is the goal here. Some other uh, suggestions uh, of how to green your uh, New Year's and make it more green is to do things like eliminate uh, plastic use or plastic waste. Um, Also, you could use reusable bags for your grocery shopping. Um, You could also eliminate uh, something like phantom energy, which is also known as vampire energy. Um, It sucks the life from your electronics even when you're not using them and they're plugged in. So what you have to do is just unplug your electronics. Uh, Even if they're in off mode, you just have to unplug them. And that will save you about 10% of your household's monthly electric bill. And last but not least, another suggestion of how to green your New Year's is to clean with eco-friendly cleansers. So in other news is our first segment up. So it's a quick briefing on what's happening in today's world. The first headline is about uh, animals and a number of animals that have been recently killed um, because of the Australian wildfires. So nearly half a billion animals feared in Australian wildfires. You can learn more about that story on HuffPost aka Huffington Post. So that's right. Uh, A ton of animals, half a billion, so 500 million animals um, are uh, now feared to be dead um, because of what's happening in Australia right now. And I talked about it a few podcast episodes ago, um, the raging uh, bushfires and wildfires of Australia. They're really decimating the populations there. They're affecting the birds. Um, Reptiles, kangaroos, and also the uh, koala population there, they hit extremely hard, and they're really suffering the most uh, danger right now. And um, in a part of Australia, in uh, New South Wales, um, alone, just in that place alone, almost um, 1,300 homes have been destroyed, and over 100 fires are even still burning the environmental um, minister or the environment minister and also the prime minister Scott Morrison they seem to really align uh, in the same thought and they're not really putting the environment first and Morrison um, isn't even switching Um, the protocols about the uh, government when it comes to the climate change plan or anything like that, and he's not trying to reduce um, Australia's lucrative money maker, which is its coal industry, and he's not doing that anytime soon. The next headline is all about Vogue Italia and their amazing sustainable news. So Vogue Italia won't have photos this month in the name of sustainability. That A news piece was also found on HuffPost, aka Huffington Post, in the environment section. So that's right, for the year um, starting off in January 2020, um, the iconic brand, the fashion magazine, is not and will not uh, do business as usual. So it's doing away with how it uh, does its photo spreads. And this time around, it will do its part to uh, save the environment. So, just to get a glimpse in a picture of what it takes to produce um, photos for a fashion shoot, it takes a lot, quite a lot of resources. Uh, just from a single issue in September, uh, recently, uh, it took around uh, 20 flights and a dozen train rides, and then it also took 40 cars on standby, just waiting, and 60 international shipments. It also took 50. Uh, more than uh, 10 hours of lighting. And also, it um, took um, lots of catering. And with that became uh, tons of food waste. And then also, um, a few more things were that there was tons of plastic wrap uh, for clothes that were used. And of course, that's discarded because it's not really recyclable. And tons of other things that were Um, used in the course of making uh, that photo shoot recently in September. So that's giving you the gauge um, as far as waste. Um, And so uh, Vogue Italia wanted to do away with that. So it's a special moment absolutely for them. And um, to the best of the editor's knowledge, this is one of the first ever uh, illustrated covers that they're having uh, for uh, Vogue Italia that has ever been printed that will not have photos. So with that money saved, um, it will uh, go to a historic house and museum in Venice uh, that was damaged by the floods that happened uh, this past uh, November in 2019. The third and last headline is about plastic and some plastic bag bans. So plastic bag bans start in towns across New Jersey. You can learn more about that news piece on NJ.com. So for New Year's Day, an amazing event is taking place. Actually, a series of uh, local ordinances, specifically in 10 towns and in one county um, in the state of New Jersey here in, um, in the U.S., is going into effect. So these ordinances are about one thing in particular. They're about single-use plastics. So the statewide ban, again, in New Jersey is taking effect. And so it will uh, mainly be concentrated about single use plastic bags um, and uh, paper bags um, and uh, styrofoam food containers and plastic straws. Um, Those things um, have been uh, really problematic for the garden state. So um, the places that are gonna be affected are gonna be Asbury Park. Uh, Bayon, uh, Camden County, the the one county I mentioned, uh, Garfield, Glen Rock, Lambertville, Paramus, Ridgewood, Saddlebrook, uh, Summers Point, and also uh, South Orange per the article. So as of recently, those are the places that are going to be uh, in effect uh, with the new uh, ordinance and the new ban. So I wanted to uh, start off with some of the reasons why I wanted to get into this topic specifically. Um, For me, I have heard uh, many times um, throughout my life, probably more so when I was a little bit um, into my um, late teens or so, early uh, young adult years, I heard of the term um, El Nino and La Nina. And for me, I think that this is the perfect time to now begin to talk about it. You know, now that I'm older, um, and I want to dive into this. Um, it's it was new for me researching just the definitions and and where um, this phenomenon occurs and how it's impacting our lives. You know, every single year, and people talk about these terms. Um, And so I thought, why not teach and and have a a teachable moment here where we learn uh, how devastating La Nina and El Nino can be. Um, I learned that uh, La Nina is um, pretty uh, interesting because it's a cold type of event. So La Nina uh, means the little girl in Spanish or also El Vejo or um, anti-El Nino. And it's also uh, just simply a cold event. And La Nina is usually um, full of cold conditions that happen within the tropical uh, Pacific part of the world. And um, the episodes, they, they mean that uh, they consist of below average uh, sea uh, surface uh, temperatures. And they um, are across the east central area. Uh, equatorial Pacific. So this cold uh, stretch happens in bursts and that is La Nina and it happens uh, in the region of the world where it is uh, the tropical Pacific. So not too far from the U.S. but it's in the middle of the ocean uh, to the left um, of uh, South America. In California it's in that mixed there in that big ocean there on the Pacific uh, island uh, Pacific uh, Ocean I should say um, is in its runs that course so all that uh, sea area there that is uh, mainly uh, where uh, La Nina sort of uh, takes on form and El Nino and La Nina these episodes they usually last a long time so they either last um, a few months so um, about three months or um, uh, or nine months or, or, or so, and also uh, to a year. So they last quite a long time. Uh, next, I want to uh, dive into the topic at hand. So we're going to talk about um, how La Nina is impacting climate and what that has to do with diarrhea. So I know that this topic may seem foreign to some, but we're going to dive into it and get right started. So the source uh, comes from ENN.com. In other words, comes from Environmental News Network. So I entitled this, The Dire Impacts of La Nina and Diarrhea. So let's start off with the background on the published findings. So the topic, it's study um, in this information research. It's out of um, Botswana, where it was conducted by scientists from the Columbia University Mailman School of Public Health, and the results from the study were published in the journal, the journal um, Nature Communications. So let's. Uh, switch things up and talk about how dangerous diarrhea is. So let's get into how dangerous is diarrhea. Well, diarrhea is no joke. It's the second leading cause of a death in children younger than five years old and 72% of deaths occur uh, in the first two years of their young lives. So um, think about it. So kids who are toddlers, two years old, three years old, uh, mainly two years old, they die, a high percentage of them, 72%, um, because of diarrhea. And the trends uh, of these uh these kids, these toddlers, those who are younger than five, um, they're mainly uh, affected by uh, diarrhea and it's high, unfortunately, uh, specifically on the continent of Africa. You'll see about 3.3 episodes are estimated um, as uh, instances uh, of diarrhea and this happens per child uh, annually, so each year. Uh, When it comes to uh, El Nino, um, and how it presents itself. Um, its events, they tie directly um, with diarrhea happening and outbreaks um, happening of diarrhea in places like Peru and Bangladesh, China, and also Japan. Now let's uh, kick start into uh, something new and we're gonna talk about ENZO and um, what is ENZO and its research connection. So ENSO stands for the El Nino Southern Oscillation, and it is a dual uh, ocean atmospheric system, and it stretches, uh, like I mentioned, the equatorial, Pacific Ocean, so over there, and it cycles itself, it bobs itself um, within uh, a seven year, a three to seven year period. So that span of time, you'll, you'll have two extremes. You'll have El Nino, which is the warmer ocean temperatures, and you'll have La Nina, which is the cooler uh, ocean temperatures. And uh, these are responsible for for affecting temperature and winds, and also precipitation worldwide. So beyond the Pacific Ocean and the equatorial range over there, these uh, weather events, these uh, phenomenons uh, of our oceans, La Nina and El Nino, they affect worldwide uh, weather uh, for the planet. So researchers, uh, in their analysis, they uh, looked at the connections between Enzo, again the El Nino Southern Oscillation, uh, and diarrhea cases of young children uh, under five. And within the uh, Chobe uh, northeast region of Botswana was where this research was uh, was done and where it took place. So researchers found, uh, number one, that La Nina is tied to uh, cooler temperatures and it meant um, increased rainfall and also higher flooding. And then number two, they also found that weather conditions, uh, they fell behind uh, really, really slowly. So uh, it took a while for weather conditions to really catch up like they normally would. Um, From from zero months to seven months, it it fell behind that much. So this meant, unfortunately, a 30% increase in children, again, younger than five um, in the rainy season, uh, it, uh, it meant that um, these uh, children, they would um, really catch the brunt of what's happening because of the increased uh, rainfall, the, the water, the vulnerability of the uh, water uh, being there when it really shouldn't. And uh, the rainy season is usually um, uh, from the December to uh, February there. So i want to jump to uh, more conclusions from the research. So uh, some conclusions from the research, some main things to remember um, in this research is that uh, water uh, disinfection um, methods used in the Chobe region in Botswana Uh, They just, you know, may not be enough, you know, to solve the changes in the water quality um, in both the wet and also dry seasons. And then uh, another thing uh, with the findings in the research was that um, it could really be a strong foundation um, and preventative measure system. Um, for people who work in the uh, health field, so those who are public health officials, for, exa- for example. It can you know, better help prepare them against diarrhea cases if they know at least seven months ahead of time. And then lastly, this research identifies links between the climate and also infectious disease uh, in Botswana. So this research could really help uh, understand some of the uh, long-term changes that are needed because of the uh, different weather patterns caused because of uh, climate change. Next, and lastly, I want to uh, talk about quickly some notable quotables. So, quote, advanced stockpiling of medical supplies, preparation of hospital beds, an organization of healthcare workers could dramatically improve the ability of health facilities to manage high diarrheal disease incidents. End quote. That quote was from uh, Alexandra K uh, Haney. She was a former uh, doctoral student at Columbia Mailman, and she's now a postdoc at the University of California, Berkeley. So on uh, the topic of diarrhea, I just wanted to just note quickly a few points um, within what I learned in the research, uh, specifically that uh, climate change, it affects so much. And because of what we as humans are doing um, to our planet, it's exacerbating uh, the effects of different things around the world that we may not have known. I mean, we all know that there's trash pollution everywhere, there's point source point source uh, pollution when it comes to uh, our, our waterways and sometimes our air, um, different corporations and businesses responsible, and even individuals. And we as a collective can do something. Um, But when it comes to uh, diarrhea and how it impacts us, it's mainly um, not just a sanitation issue, but it is a a water quality issue. It's an issue of availability of resources and medical supplies. And uh, to the extent that countries and, and regions of the world can't get those resources, that's a problem. Um and you know now we we, we learned we've learned how uh, La Nina has uh, affected those who are most vulnerable because they i wouldn't say aren't immune from the effects of climate change, but they are having a harder time defending themselves against it because you know nine times out of ten, those who are affected most. Um, you know, from climate change, those in developing countries, um, they aren't taking on the resources that, for example, Americans are putting out into the atmosphere, into the stratosphere. Um, and they're not, um, you know, consuming as as many resources as they can, to the extent that we would, you know, need three to four planets to sustain ourselves. They're not doing that. And I don't find fault in, in, in them. And I, I know that, we all have to solve this crisis um because there's a lot of people who are suffering from diarrhea around the world. Tons of um as we've learned um you know or some of us have um you know relearned or just remembered that you know there are a lot of toddlers who are affected the most some of the most uh, vulnerable. So everyone, you know, 5 and under these uh, little ones amongst us, they are uh, suffering, and they're suffering when they don't need to, you know, and that's a problem. Um, I wanted to specifically talk on the viruses um, that can cause diarrhea and some other um, things I learned. So um, viruses we all know are icky, and they are the cause for concern, especially when uh, you get sick. And some of the um things that cause um, diarrhea or make it worse are things like um, rhinovirus and uh, rotinovirus and gastroenteritis. Now, these are just some of the viruses that cause diarrhea, um, but also diarrhea could be caused by other things, which um, I learned a few things about it so it 's caused by you know the presence of a liquid diet so if you only are able to eat and feed off of liquids, then that could be also a source of diarrhea, so it's not just a sanitary issue it's also because of what you eat um so you know those who are in places where they maybe don't get enough solid foods that could be an issue um you know we always think of diarrhea being such a um, such a cautionary um, condition to ward against which that is true. But also, it's an issue of um, you know your your diet, uh, or maybe not having no, that sustenance to f- to fill yourself and having those solid foods. So maybe those who are um, in places where they're most vulnerable and they're not able to get those solid foods, those nutrients, those you know three square meals a day, uh, they should be able to have that. And the fact that they're not, it, it could be a, a a diet deficiency and not just. Uh, a sanitary uh, issue or a public health crisis, so that 's something I learned. diarrhea is not just tied uh, to uh, squander and filth and um, you know subpar living it 's also because you 're not able to um, find solid foods um, and you you know you are able to only uh, be able to find or use and eat uh, liquids, which is unfortunate, but it 's a fact, and it happens to millions of people. Um, around the globe another thing uh, that can uh, be that can have um, Attachments to diarrhea or be a cause of it is something like food intolerance, so you're not able to uh, eat certain foods Um, You only eat uh, a small portion of uh, foods within a whole you know diet, so you have uh, struggles with food Um, Another thing is stress. Stress can uh, lead to uh, diarrhea and diarrhea problems. Uh, Also, anxiety. So anxiety um, can trigger um, uh, diarrhea or make it worse. Um, And then another thing is the use of laxatives. So um, anyone who's used laxatives, you know, that can be a, you know, mess if you use them incorrectly or use them repeatedly. Um, You should never... Ever um, rely on laxatives um, to uh, clean you out or to any or anything like that um, for your own uh, health. Uh, Next uh, thing um, to learn a little bit more about diarrhea is that there's such a thing as um, runner's uh, diarrhea and um, also the problems of malabsorption. So you're having difficulty um, absorbing. Uh, nutrients uh, from your food and then there's also um, horrible things um, that are tied to diarrhea like the infections um, caused by bacteria uh, that you may have encountered um, and then uh, things like allergies to certain foods could be a trigger to uh, you maybe having diarrhea diabetes can complicate diarrhea can make you more susceptible to um, di- to having diarrhea and then um, other things like diseases of your intestines are also uh, are also the cause and uh, issues uh, surrounding um, diarrhea. So next, um, I want to get into some really great um, solutions, some really intuitive um, things to learn about- pre- uh, prevention of diarrhea and how to make sure you aren't at risk or to just learn more about uh, diarrhea and sort of uh, safeguard yourself um, against um, the effects of diarrhea. Do you love Greener Thoughts? Supporting Greener Thoughts ensures more giveaways are available with even more exciting prizes, future Greener Thoughts merchandise, and surprises found only on Greener Thoughts. I greatly appreciate and love all the listeners who have tuned in and who support Greener Thoughts by doing good for the planet. One of the many ways I would love your support is by clicking the second lower link in the show notes of this episode. It's the direct support link for Greener Thoughts. So the Mother Earth Minutes is where we review in the next few minutes actions that you can take to combat the issue in the episode. And as always, save Mother Earth. The message for this Mother Earth Minutes is a fact. And one of the facts I want to share is that according to the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, About 88% of diarrhea-associated deaths are attributable to unsafe water, inadequate sanitation, and insufficient hygiene. So knowing that there are some preventative measures um, in uh, learning about diarrhea and how to, you know, be prepared for if you're traveling somewhere where there's maybe unsafe water, or um, you are in a region of the world where uh, resources are scarce and diarrhea is uh, prevalent there, and it happens to be um, a common occurrence, uh, you can uh, learn some of the signs um, of uh, diarrhea and what to do next. So one of the first steps I have is um, tied to learning what El Nino and La Nina are, and if you want to learn more about them. So we've learned uh, what El Nino and La Nina are, and so I have a really great uh, site uh, from NOAA, um, and it has tons of different facts, and videos, so all those who are visual learners, um, that can you know partake in learning about uh, both of these weather events and these occurrences that are happening all the time. And so I have that uh, link and I will put it in the show notes for you. Now, the second uh, tip I have is uh, all about um, a few different organizations. Now, um, because I am traveling for work, um, I wasn't able to, you know, get tons of different organizations in a list. But I found two that are specifically uh, tied to and are about Um, children and uh, those who are affected uh, by diarrhea and uh, making sure that they get the help that they need um, and it prevents um, diarrhea and helps those um, who do have it and you know can be uh, it can be prevented so uh, you can give your time to these organizations or others like it your funds anything like that and even uh, learn about more resources that these organizations have So they do uh, fight diarrhea in its tracks. So the one organization is called DefeatDD.org and then the other organization is SaveTheChildren.org. The third uh, tip I have for you is uh, some proven ways to uh, save lives Um, and it's from the CDC. So there's a number of different things Um, to sort of prevent and educate um, uh, uh, those who are affected by uh, diarrhea and um, some signs that you can, uh, you know, be on the look for to, of course, treat um, diarrhea uh, when you encounter it. So one of the first um, tips um, in step three is to vaccinate for the Royal virus, which I talked on um, in the My Thoughts portion. Um, so you can vaccinate for that. Uh, also, you can uh, provide safe water and uh, adequate sanitation, and also um, proper uh, human uh, waste disposal. So wherever you are, these are things to work against. So you don't have the issue of you know diarrhea. You are uh, making sure that the water is uh, sanitized, that it's clean, that's healthy, that's filtered, uh, and that the area where you're working is clean, again sanitized. And also, the the human waste component is there and it's properly treated, handled, and uh, disposed of. And and next, uh, to promote um, hand washing is essential, especially with soap, warm water, um, singing your ABCs, or whatever uh, little song and jingle you can, about a minute or so, uh, 45 seconds. Um, and then also um, breastfeeding uh, to reduce exposure to contaminated water. Now to treat um, diarrhea, you can also uh, make sure to appropriately um, uh, have oral rehydration and have that therapy there and also antibiotics when things get really, really serious. Um, Next, you can also train um, healthcare providers and also Um, Be someone who teaches uh, how to adequately um, uh, eliminate um, diarrhea when you see it or at least be able to adequately treat it. Um, with a special uh, diarrhea treatments and protocols and be able to teach community health workers and others you know those who are in the healthcare field if you um, see uh, the signs of diarrhea being able to treat it is one of the uh, preventative methods to make sure it doesn't get worse Uh, next you can uh, educate uh, you know mothers caretakers um, about um, you know caring for ill children those who are affected by diarrhea so those who happen to be humanitarian uh, aid workers those who happen to travel uh, for work and uh, work in developing countries those who happen to work with different populations of people if you find um, mothers uh, their caretakers you know um, those who are elderly great-grandparents etc and they have small children who are ill, and they could have, you know, the signs of diarrhea. This is the time to educate the uh, mothers, the grandparents, um, etc., the guardians about how to um, make sure their their child um, gets well and uh, isn't sick um, anymore. And you can help them look for the signs um, of diarrhea. And then the next uh, tip, within the third tip is to uh, build and have lab equipment to safely and swiftly uh, diagnose the causes of diarrhea. So the fourth and last tip is to also do some observing. So this um, tip is mainly for you to observe a World Toilet uh, Day, and it's annually um, every November 19th. And so this is a day about um, water usage, about uh, public health safety, about sanitation, and it's about uh, access to clean uh, toilets. So uh, this is a day where we uh, should want to make sure safe toilets are expanded and available. And the aim is really to, you know, solve uh, global sanitation uh, crises uh, worldwide. So a few facts about um, the uh, sanitation problem um, and about um, World Toilet Day are a few different ones. So the first fact is that 4.2 billion people uh, live without safely managed sanitation. So more than half uh, the global population there. And then the second fact is that uh, 673 million people still practice open defecation worldwide for more information on world toilet day you can go to www.un.org forward slash en forward slash events forward slash toilet day forward slash The fact of the day is that impure or contaminated water is the leading cause of epidemics in developing countries. That fact is sourced from factforachiever.com. Greener Thoughts wants to hear your story. You can self nominate or nominate an individual who exhibits environmental stewardship and protects the environment. If you volunteer in or work in an environmental company, either way, let Green of know. If you want to tell your story and be in for a unique surprise, please send me a voice message. Just click on the third lower link in the show notes. everyone we've come to the eco company spotlight one of my favorite uh, segments in greener thoughts if you would love for me to review your environmentally related product or service um, you can definitely reach out to me by voice message or email i've been doing a ton of reviewing uh, my favorite products those i love those i've tried And they really speak to me, and I've been doing so since February 2019. And it's been a blast, and I cannot wait to share with you one of my latest uh, favorite uh, eco companies. So the one I wanna talk to you about is called Seventh Generation. And it's one of my favorite uh, plant-based household uh, cleaning and family care companies. So they, in their uh, 30 plus years of uh, being around, uh, are full of quality, uh, honesty, and good for the planet uh, uh, products that shines through with their dishwashing soaps, uh, laundry detergent, hand wash, and also their household cleansers. All of which uh, are some of their most notable uh, types of products that they carry. Uh, With 7th Generation, they do things differently, and they are a certified B Corp. Now, as far as their commitments to to sustainability, uh, 7th Generation uh, has tons of different plant-based ingredients. They use scents. They're made from real ingredients. Uh, They do not use synthetic fragrances or dyes. Uh, They also use recycled packaging and they also are uh, ones who disclose their ingredients with full transparency and they support through advocacy uh, the principles in which they stand by. As far as the press coverage for Seventh Generation, they've been around for a long time so they have tons of different coverage um, going back years and years. Uh, But some of the uh, places that they've been featured in, uh consists of uh, AP, uh, Bloomberg Radio, Epicurious, uh, Family Circle, also uh, Fast Company, Good Housekeeping, and many other notable publications, and they also have tons of different awards. For more on uh, what they have as far as awards that they've won and press, you can go to Seventh Generation. That's 7th, seventh, S E V E N T H, generation.com forward slash press. Now their product selection is pretty vast, if I must say myself, and so they have products that will suit basically any of your needs. They have products for dishwashing, disinfecting, they have hand wash products, they also have household cleaners, they have uh, baby care products, they have household uh, paper products, so your uh, wipes and your toilet paper, things of that sort. You also have uh, things for your laundry, uh, period care, products for us ladies, and also they have trash bags. Now, to contact uh, Seventh Generation, you can go ahead and phone them and give them a call at 1-800-211-4279. That's toll-free. You can also fax them, uh, and their a number for faxing is 1-802-658-1771. Uh, To call them, their uh, hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and they're closed on uh, Saturdays and Sundays. And for mailing, you can uh, mail them at Seventh Generation, uh, 60 Lake Street, uh, Burlington, Vermont, and the zip code is 05401. And... Uh, my experience of Seventh Generation has been um, a wonderful one because I fell in love with their products from probably my first use of them, and that was with the laundry uh, detergent. And this is back in uh, 2010, so I remember, um, you know, having their laundry detergent, and I love it. You know, it comes in different varieties, different packaging materials. Um, I I just want to list off some of the products that I've uh, used from them, continue to, and some of my most favorite um, products from them that I've used. So uh, as far uh, as laundry detergent, I've used their free and clear um, type of uh, product, which I love any of their free and clear uh, type of products, uh, whether it be um, dishware type stuff or laundry type stuff. Um, anything. Um, So I love their free and clear um, laundry detergent. I love their concentrated laundry detergent as well. Um, Their dish liquid. I love their free and clear version as well and their dishwasher gel. I love the lemon scented one. I love a good uh, dishwashing uh, liquid for the dishwasher and their rinse aid is amazing. It lasts a long time. Um, I've also used and tried their uh, tub and tile cleaner spray that also lasts a long time and their hand soap is a second to none I love the uh, lemon fresh the fresh lemon scent and tea tree scent that they have and I also use their period uh, care products and I get my uh, seventh generation products from Target Um, but now uh, as you all know um, especially for my sustainable, uh, pads and, uh, products, um, type episode, podcast episode I did a few months back. I've used cloth, uh, pads and I love cloth pads and will never go back. Uh, so I, I do say, uh, to some generation, I did have a great time uh, using their, uh, period products, but for me, I'm a cloth girl and I love my, uh, cloths, uh, pads. Um, I also, I just want to say that for 7th um, Generations products, they are clear uh, as far as their uh, consistency and ingredients. Smells fresh and clean. You cannot go wrong with a clean fresh scent. They work amazing cleaning surfaces, uh, tough grime. They clean your hands, you know, those hand soaps there. And they do the job that they need to uh, for whatever job that you have. They uh, consist of amazing quality, in my opinion, um, and they, you know, have great packaging, very much reusable, recyclable, uh, very useful uh, when it comes to um, their packaging, and they're just smart about it, whether it's the plastic that they have or the paper options. And uh, lastly, I want to talk about um, the promo that they did with the Lorax back in 2012, Um, I talked on it um, in a previous episode before, but I absolutely loved um, the uh, promo that they did with um, the Lorax and during that time. It's amazing, and I still have uh, my um, Lorax 7th generation tote bag that was part of the laundry detergent uh, buying uh, that I did, and it's amazing. I still have it, and it's memorable. Um, Can't find it online. It's like limited edition. Um, And again, it's since 2012. So it was a memorable time. And it sticks with me. It's one of the more positive memories I have of 7th Generation. So 7th Generation can be found online in plenty of different places. They are found online at www.seventhgeneration.com. They're also on Amazon.com, eBay.com, Target, Thrive Market, Walmart, and plenty more places. Uh, For more of their places that they're available, just go to 7thGeneration.com and click uh, Shop Online uh, to uh, see their full uh, merchant listing where you can buy their products. 7th Generation is on the following social media platforms. Uh, Facebook at 7th Generation. They're also on Instagram at 7th Generation. They're on LinkedIn, same thing, at 7th Generation. They're also on Twitter at 7th Generation, and also on YouTube at 7th Generation. Now, to contact 7th Generation, again, uh, just go to their page, uh, www7 and then click Contact Us under Company to contact them. All right, everyone. So I want to thank you for tuning in to this episode and listening. Uh, It was a a different type of episode, mainly because of the subject matter, but I had fun uh, researching it and also telling you about some amazing things like Seventh Generation, one of my favorite uh, eco companies of all time. So be sure to share this podcast episode, you know, m- maybe with those who happen to be um, working in different countries uh, with different you know, people. And so, you know, things are uh, difficult uh, to um, aid with, um, you know, in trying to make sure people are safe. Um, maybe this could be a teachable type of a message and podcast going forward for you. Um, and you can share it uh, with uh, like populations that are in, you know, maybe the health field, a uh, teaching field, uh, maybe those um, who didn't know um, information uh, to this degree about uh, diarrhea. So it could be a great start uh, to something and learning uh, more about, um, you know, health conditions are pretty dire uh, and things that can happen to the human body. So you all have a great uh, start to your new year. And thank you again for tuning in. Uh, You be well and you all take care. Bye.